Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. For the first time in a long time, Jamie and I are back on the mic together, and we are wrapping up our Culinary Summit interview series with Chef Matt Beckett. Chef Matt is the corporate chef for Taylor Farms, one of ProAct's top suppliers. We also have Marcus Schabel in from Taylor Farms to talk about transition. And if you didn't know, transition is when the Salinas Valley suppliers move down to Yuma, Arizona. The Salinas Valley becomes too cold to grow certain crops. Therefore, just like geese do, growers move south where warmer temps are more consistent. Unfortunately, earlier this year, Yuma experienced some weather trouble, which is causing some issues with plantings. There will be a gap in supply on certain commodities during this year's transition. Once we get more info, we'll be sure to let you know. First, let's dive into our market reports. Jamie, start us off with citrus. We'll start out with an update on oranges. We are two weeks into the naval season and it's looking good. The season started with very good demand and that has continued. The quality looks good and is getting better every day, which is perfect for your seasonal winter menu. This commodity should be consistent throughout the season as well. Add it to your winter salad for some brightness. The domestic stone fruit season is basically over. The quality of late season plums has been diminishing over the last two weeks and we are seeing soft fruit bruising and early decay. Market prices are higher and demand is tapering off quickly. We expect new import fruit to start in early December. Market prices will be higher on new fruit, but expect better quality overall. Growers are seeing lower yield on cauliflower due to transition. Expect there to be an increase of up to 20% on pricing during this time. The quality is fair with bruising. Hold off on your roasted cauliflower appetizer for the next couple of weeks. Eggplant supply is getting very tight. Cooler temperatures are slowing production tremendously on top of lower yields with the season over its peak in Georgia. The quality, however, has been great. Supplies will continue to stay tight for the next two weeks, so maybe hold off on putting baba ganoush on your menu. Or eggplant parm. Or anything else with eggplant. An update on leafed lettuce. Demand exceeds supply. Production in Northern California is simply winding down. Defects include insect damage, mechanical, slight blister, and mildew. Green and red leaf are having the same defect issues. Instead of leafed lettuce, try kale or shaved Brussels sprouts for a holiday side and maybe add some cranberries. That's all we have for market reports this week. Now let's listen to Chef Matt's Culinary Summit interview. Liz chats with him about his love of cooking, new food trends, and his menu ideation process. So Matt Beckett is here with me. He's a consulting chef for Taylor Farms, and we are at Proax Culinary Summit. And how's your day been, Matt? How's it been going? It's been great. Uh, we've had lots of people coming by the booth, um, interested in the, the new, innovative, you know, trendy products that we're putting out. Um, yeah. So we got great feedback. Had a good time. Awesome. And what were the trendy products you were kind of putting out today? Uh, well, I think a lot of it um, is kind of using uh, vegetables, the old vegetables and and using them in a new you know new fashion or trend um we're doing the noodles the zucchini noodles okay um which are really fun we've done a, a quick pickle as opposed to using a cucumber with the zucchini kind of an asian quick pickle that's fun um, like and that. then we, and then we made a uh, a pickle itself um out of zucchini instead of a cucumber so we have like a pickle relish going into our chicken salad sandwich okay gives it a little longer uh texture mm-hmm. and look to it with the noodle as opposed to a nice minced relish so it's kind of fun gives some you know give the public something different to experience and, yeah fantastic and, and it tastes I, great <laughs> i don't know why i would have never do you do r&d recipe and development for taylor Yes. No. Yeah. We we've been developing recipes for about four years now, and they send me product. So it's a dream come true for a chef like myself, uh, just to see new, you know, innovative ideas, and to be able to play with so much product and 
it comes in so fresh from Taylor. It's like it just came from the field. So how long have you been cooking? Gosh, uh, I've been cooking for about 30 years now. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, It's been a while. <laughs> so you have a lot of experience under your belt. I do. Um, what What are some moments that stick out to you in your 30 years? Are, are you feeling like you're proud right now? You love what you're doing? Um, yeah, definitely right now is probably my proudest moments. And, and just, I think, with this, with the trends of people eating seasonal and and more but what's available locally mm-hmm. um, has really pushed food to to you know work with its at its peak mm-hmm. so you're getting you're, you're seeing a lot more vibrant and new new flavors and colors on the plates and yeah things are, are always in season it seems like now or at least the menus have changed to the seasons I should say talking about menu what is kind of your process when it comes to menu ideation well obviously we're looking for what customers are looking for but I think right now um, a lot of what we're focusing on is Mm -hmm. plant-based a lot of at least more so um, if you're even if you're having your protein to have more plant-based on the plate and um, it's just exciting time for you know produce um so there's just a lot the sky's the limit on what you can you know get creative with and cross trends and right what's something you're working with right now that like really excites you you talked about the arugula in the soup yeah the 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 arugula in the soup um i think a lot of the asian flavors with um with a lot of these uh produce uh, the greens and stuff Mm -hmm. are are showcasing where people don't feel like they're just eating something really green. You can yeah. make them taste well. So I, th- I think that's you know, real trendy right now, Mediterranean and the Asian Asian kind of. Yeah, I, I love Mediterranean food. And what is what is your cuisine that you kind of look to for inspiration? Uh, well, obviously stuff from the field, country style, um, would, would probably be more of uh, my, my style. Um, but more on a contemporary side, a little upscale country. So like contemporary home cooking kind of. Yeah, I would have to say, yes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Are you are you from California originally? I am from California originally, yes. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm from the South, so when you said home cooking, like, <laughs> I went to like collard greens, black-eyed peas, right. different things like well. that. What's kind of your um, definition of home cooking since you were you know, born and raised here in California? I guess more kind of like field or farm to table would be more okay. of the home cooking for me. Farmers market driven, but right. But also, you know, what what's available out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seasonal produce, yeah. like you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. So you work with Taylor, who is obviously a huge supplier of fresh produce in this country. So what are some things that are really important to you as a chef? Uh, I think you keyed on the number one is freshness. Um, mm-hmm. Just a fresh produce company, and, and they are key for freshness. It the leaves come in crisp, the stems are are firm and um, just everything feels like it was picked that day almost you know or or the day before yeah and you know growing up in California I I didn't grow up in California but when I came here and saw the massive you know agricultural production the food tastes really great right out of the field have you gone out with Taylor and and experienced that oh if you haven't that's one of the yeah you have to it's just (laughs) you feel so close to your food and then when you're driving by you know on the highway or or just driving through town with all in California there's a farm or field and right there yeah and it it most likely is a Taylor farm a lot of them what do you think is the next big thing in culinary well I 
I guess the next big thing right now, and it seems to be trending now, is the plant base. And I do see the plant base and the medicinal side of food mm-hmm. um, trending for I, I think for a while now. I think we're just in the in the start of it and getting right. away from even the grains and the glutens and getting more to that. And the plant base. More. Yeah, produce is <laughs> yeah. is life. It's kind key, of. and it makes you feel better. I think if you eat, if you're eating. It really does. I think food is family. Food's also medicine, and I think you've hit on that. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, food is medicine. Uh, food's yeah. good for your soul. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it really is. Yeah. Thank you, Chef Matt, for attending Prague's first culinary summit and your insight on fresh produce. Finally, we have Jamie's interview with Marcus Shabel from Taylor Farms, and he talks about the complexities of moving their growing operation to southern Arizona in Yuma. Transition is what we call the move, and it happens twice a year. Transition means we're going to take our processing plant and all our agricultural harvesting and growing. We're going to pick up. We're going to move down south to southern Arizona um, in November. And then in again in April, we're going to take everything from Arizona and move it back up to the central coast here in Salinas. And that happens every year, almost like clockwork. And what is what does that process entail? It starts several months early because we have to plan around where we're going to grow the crops. Um, once we've got that planting and harvesting schedule set, then we're going to start to focus on wh- what day we will actually shut down our plant. When we shut down our processing plant, we're going to actually tear down all the equipment. Mm-hmm. So we're going to unbolt everything. We're going to get it on a forklift onto a truck, um, a flatbed truck or a reefer truck. And the mechanics will actually jump on a plane. While they're on a plane flying down to Arizona, those trucks will drive down and meet them in Yuma, Arizona. And once they get there, a couple hours later, they'll begin taking all that equipment that they recently unbolted, and they're going to put it all back together down in the Yuma processing plant. How long does that specific process take? Like, is it 24 hours? Is it three days? Is it a week? So the, the, the teardown, transportation, and buildup process takes usually about 56 hours. And it starts when we run the wow. last bag in Salinas. We're going to tear down. We're going to transport. We're going to build up, and then once we've built up, we still have a couple steps. We have to do human safety walkthroughs. We have to do a, a deep clean sanitation and some pre-op procedures for quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll actually mm-hmm. start usually around uh, Saturday afternoon. Wow. That's a short period of time. How did Taylor Farms get to a point where they could actually break everything down in that short of a period? Well, there, there was definitely a learning curve. In, in the old days, there was very little duplication of equipment. So even things like mm-hmm. mezzanines and, and kind of standing infrastructure would have to go with us. And over time, we've kind of perfected the process whereby we don't need to take everything with us. It's most, mostly the uh, equipment with moving parts or specialized equipment. And as we've done this, we've gotten 20 to 25 years of experience, depending on the mechanic or technician. So a lot of folks who have mm-hmm. who have a lot of uh, operational experience doing it. Why go through transition? Why go through all of this twice a year? Well, it's really what's best for the crop. So agriculturally, um, Yuma, Arizona is the place to be in the winter. Uh, and we want to stay that much more fresh. If we were to not, uh, to not have a move, we would have uh, quite a bit of extra freight and a lot of food miles bringing that crop back up to Salinas. Because Salinas is wet and cold during the winter and but it's perfect in the summer so it's just kind of the best of both worlds and we want to we want to follow the quality it sounds like there are a lot of challenges in this process and what are the biggest challenges and how do you guys overcome them um 
at, at this point, probably the biggest challenges are, are the unexpected ones. Um, something always happens mm-hmm. that we didn't expect that we have to kind of adapt and overcome. Um, luckily, we've gotten really good at planning this out. So a lot of the details we can kind of predict and kind of kind of take care of beforehand. But it, it, it can mm-hmm. be those, you know, those startup challenges with um, equipment not working the way it's supposed to work or um, a, a truck gets lost that we have to kind of flag that down. Um, but it's really those unexpected ones that can kind of keep you on your toes. And do you have a specific team that that deals with transition or do you have um, or is it an accumulation of everyone at Taylor Farms? Like, do you have specific people that come in and yep. do transition for you guys or how does that work? We handle everything completely in house except for freight. Um, and even freight is organized okay. by us. So everybody is the champion of their own department. Um, the purchasing people who buy our cartons mm-hmm. and film, they have a full agenda of all the inventories they need to have. Uh, the sanitation team needs to know their set schedule and how they're going to staff people and it, to order their chemicals and all their equipment and so on and so forth. So nobody's kind of, uh, there's not a lot of handholding. Everybody's got to make their list and check it twice. What can purchasers chefs expect during this time with product do you will they see a lag in product or an overabundance in product quality issues what what should they expect during this time if we do everything right during transition the hope is that the chefs won't notice um now there's a lot of things that can happen right because it's it's transition it's november um you're going from a cold environment in Salinas to a potentially warm environment in Yuma and things don't always nature, human nature, sorry, mother nature doesn't always cooperate the way we want it to. Um, So going down to Yuma, Mm -hmm. you're, there's challenges with heat or the next week it could be challenges with frost and that frost can have effects on the quality. So all that stuff, not with, with standing from a logistics point of view, our goal is that people don't notice. From a quality perspective, that gets a little bit more challenging. Yeah. So we have a lot of people focused on on that continuity of quality. So what does Taylor Farms do differently than other companies um, when it comes to transition? What makes what what makes them stand out? Well, everybody kind of handles the, the move uh, in their own way. Some people have partial moves. Some people don't move. Um, some people mm-hmm. move in increments, um, and others uh, others like to move earlier or later. What we Mm -hmm. try to do is we try to follow the crop because what's best for the crop is going to be best for the customer and ultimately best for us. Um, So we we tend to kind of habitually stay in Yuma a little bit later, Um, Mm -hmm. but we've had a lot of success doing that because it really reaps the rewards for quality. That's all we have for this week. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipe inspo and more. Have a great week, and as always... Stay fresh.